Hello everyone. Today we have a special story that was created for a little man who's not actually here yet, but he will be born soon, and his name is Ethan. The story is a collaborative story made by many writers in a small game of Round Robin. There were a total of 14 writers that would write one paragraph after the next writer until the story was complete. The writers in question are Loghain, Adark, Ilya, Saloon, V, Lyrica, Mar, Deer, Demetria, Ledwin, Nimuedra, Vin, and Cole. Thank you all for your participation in this awesome story. Some of the writer's contact information will be posted below in today's podcast. If you enjoyed today's story, you might enjoy theirs as well. Three of the writers have their own communities, one being V from the Firebrand Enterprise, we also have Saloon from the Argents of Suramar, and Demetri and Ledwin who both represent the Scions of Antiquity. I'll have their community information posted below as well. Thank you again for all of your amazing help and making the community stronger than ever. And thank you for listening. The story's title today is Ethan's Story, a Collaborative Writing. It was a dark and stormy night. The lightning cut through the sky, leaving the air burning in its wake. The young boy, Lan, laying in a forming puddle, blinked and looked up to the sky, wiping away the mud and grime. His body was sore. What the heck? He groaned, his voice rough as punchline. A medium-sized puppy walked up and lapped his face clean. Lan kneeled before the puppy. After giving a few gentle strokes along his back, he spoke softly and said, It doesn't look like it'll let up anytime soon, does it? Using his hands, he picked up the pup and began to stand. Taking his time, he looked around in an attempt to find shelter for the two for the evening. While doing so, he could hear Lan's stomach rumble. He was in need of a snack. Punchline sniffed curiously out of Lan's prodding and both started to move in unison looking for a snack. The artifact storage wasn't usually a good place to stop, but it was one of the only places to get out of the rain. Punchline continued to sniff and made a small bark at something small and glowy under the ground. The object or animal made a small whine and then Punchline gobbled it up as quickly as he could. Well, as most know, situations like this make for a strange happenings around Iridition's hamlet, and that certainly was no exception. Licking his chops, Punchline swung his furry head around to peer up at his best friend. Little Lan was used to calling the shots, so he ruffled Punchline's fur and muttered, Okay, Puncheroo, let's find me a snack now, alright buddy? This should have been it, the faithful hyena pup falling to step. And he did, but something else happened, something very curious. He spoke back, the puppy spoke back, and he said, Why do you always have to call the shots, eh? Punchline asked, canting his head slightly. Hey, who do you think you are? Talking back to me, Puncheroo. I'm the one who... 
the elf did a double take. When he finally realized that the hyena had spoken, his eyes were as big as saucers as he slowly turned his head to face his companion. You... You just talked. <laughs> well, well, well. What a wonder dog you are, huh? I could make quite a sack of gold making you out of an expedition. Maybe a tour around the world? Punchline gave Lan a bewildered look, looking him up and down, huffing through his nose as a retort. I beg your pardon? Punchlines eyed the lad up and down as he narrowed his golden-hued eyes, circling the child. Oh, Punchline. You'd get a cut as well, of course. We'd be fine as kings with that kind of money. The world would be the beginning and we could think bigger and head out to other lands and such. It could be an adventure. The child shouted as he hopped on one foot and did a little dance from the excitement of the thought of all the riches they could have. Though the rain and the wind and the lightning continued to rock the dark night. Up in a nearby tree, a small brown squirrel takes refuge from the weather. The squirrel looked down at the pair. Then the puppy talks? No, this is above the squirrel's pay grade. He had remembered what his mother told him when he was knee-high to the acorn. If they talk, it probably was a druid and those are never anything but a double for a self-respecting critter like myself. Backing away from the opening in the tree, he wrapped his tail around his face and tried to sleep, even as the small child below began to shout, An adventure! Punchline said. Well, if it must be done, then. Lan and Punchline gave a nod to one another as the two of them began to walk through the rain. Lan slid his hands in his pocket as they trudged along laughing as he stomped on each mud puddle in his path. Our first stop, we find the nearest inn. We got a plan. You can run around the room and make commotion, and I'll snatch some snacks while they're distracted. Punchline tilted his head as they walked, both of their stomachs now growling. I bet they have steak. Or ham. No veggies, though. I don't like those. Along the way, they came upon a house made of a mushroom. The door was open and it seemed like everyone had left. Nearby, there was a well of water and a small pond. That sure does look like an inn to me, Puncheroo. Well, let's go check it out. Punchline wagged his tail and nodded, trotting beside little Lan. I got this, buddy. And with that... The two made their way into the little mushroom house looking for the innkeeper. Lan paused for a moment looking around, scanning the room as he peered deep within the mushroom house. His eyes widened and he slowly started to back out. Turning to Punchline, he shook his head. There is no way we are staying here. Punchline tilted his head to the side and as if asking the question why, in which Lan responded, there are way too many vegetables here. Punchline's eyes fell half opened as he huffed. Lan's stomach started to rumble, pondering the idea of meat. Let's go, Punchline. There has to be something better to eat around here. 
Punchline would have pouted if he could, but the hyena couldn't stop grinning. He caught a whiff of something in the air, something tasty. With a quick hop, he leaped into the bushes and the surprise cry of the owner, a brownie. The little man shouted out, Let me down, right now, you raggedy mutt. Land frowned. No one called his poochie a ragged mutt. He leapt over and threatened, You give me all your gold and good food, or I'll let you have it. None of that horrible vegetable stuff either. He shook his head, his little fist at the man, as if to emphasize what might happen if the brownie didn't give him what he wanted. The little man looked nonplussed by the display. But it smelled too good to be true. Punchline let out another yelp of surprise and quickly ate the mushroom man and the brownie in sight. The small pup made a big gulp and Lan stomped his foot. Hey, half of that was supposed to be mine. Punchline's stomach went, hey. From the muffled voice of the tiny man, the small glowing rock and the brownie it seemed the small pup was eating a big snack, and maybe something would be coming up instead of down. What a greedy hyena. That's what you get for not sharing, the boy said, as the hyena rolled over from the upset stomach. The child shook his head. Whatever am I going to do with you? He crouched down to rub the hyena's belly. The boy lifted his gaze to look around for any way to soothe the pup's pain. But then as he looked down again, the hyena licked the dark-haired child's cheek enduringly in his own way, with a long, slobbery swath. Lan looked back to Punchline with a questioning look at first, but then his features would form a wide smile knowing his companion was okay. Punchline would finally get up on his feet and look up to the hunter trotting a little on his paws as he walked to Lan. The hunter chuckled and scratched the back of Punchline's ear. Come on, we have more to look for. Off they went to find something that wouldn't make the poor hyena or the hunter unwell. A time passed as the hunter and his trusty companion came to a clearing that stood next to woods that were great and dark. His eyes squinted peering into the gloom of the overgrowth searching for small hints or clues to a game trail or the jittering of a small creature that would make a most handsome snack. The hunter looked down to Punchline, lofting a curious brow as he pointed into the woods with his chin. What you think? If anything, we might be able to find some pine cones and roast them on a fire. Not much, but not funky brownie tortilla and mushroom in either, right? The hyena let loose a cackling jabber as it pushed forth into the growth. The hunter huffed at the renewed vigor his friend seemed to have found and thus he followed. Twisting brambles and grabbing branches tugged at his armor and pulled at his hair as he bobbed and weaved to keep pace. Suddenly he nearly tripped over Punchline who stood dead still and stared forth into a clearing. A small pocket of sky was able to peek through the den and suffocating trees that loomed to strangle this small refuge from the growing dark. There, 
the hunter saw what the hyena was staring at. A doe that was idly nibbling on long blades of grass that grew. The hunt was on. Slowly, the pair circled the clearing, creeping with the sort of ease that only natural skill imparts, while keeping a firm eye on the prize as it were. The doe, quite obvious to the pair, chewed a clump of grass over to one side of her muzzle and blinked as the long blades tickled her cheek to the point she shook her head to try and clear the irritation. It was at that moment the pair of hunters pounced into the clearing, bounding into the doe's line of sight where the briefest of moments both hung frozen in the split second of time as hunter and prey established their roles this tale, before time exploded back into a flurry of action. Kicking to her hooves, the doe sprang to her right, just as punchline and land reached her, hands and jaw snapping out to grab what was meant to be an easy meal. Unfortunately, the terrified doe's reared hooves struck Lan across his side, sending him tumbling into Punchline, who gave him a surprised yelp as Elf and Hyena collided into one another, sending them both sliding down the small hill behind the clearing. With a slew of curses and yelps, the two rolled down, ass over tea kettle to splash into the muddy stream at the bottom of the sharp hill. Raising from the muddy cold, Lan spit a mouthful of water out before turning to Punchline and shouting, We almost had her, you clumsy! Yet, his words were cut short by the loud sneeze that ripped from the hyenas sending a splatter of mud to cover the elf's face. For long moments, they sat there staring at one another before Punchline erupted into a gasping howl of laughter and lifted a paw to scratch a smile out of the mud dripping from Lan's face. Turning to see his reflection in the dim light illuminating the slow-moving water, Lan snorted in amusement before he too broke out into laughter and splashed the hyena with a splatter of mud. It was there in that muddy stream that the two laughed till their sides hurt, because despite missing their target, they had found something far more important a friendship to last their days, and that was worth any night of hunger. Thank you all for listening, but before we go, Cole, one of the writers, had a small message for Ethan. He wanted to say, Ethan, my man, I hope this story finds you well. You don't know me, and most of the folks who wrote this for you, but you are a very special man. You make your parents very happy and fill them with pride. And when they are happy, they touch the lives of their friends in ways that brighten all of our days. For that, I thank you. Bless. I just wanted to end off by thanking Cole and the rest of the writers who took time to write our son. Ethan, you're not here yet, but we love you so much already. Thank you. <laughs>